have we gone down so far down this path of reconciliation, canceling, if you want to call it correcting, that we are fundamentally trying to make people something that they are not. You know, here's an example. One of my fave topics, okay? Men. Men. I've talked about this before, how men are innately sexual beings. I mean, as are women, you guys know, you know, but men are sexual, sexual beings. I mean, think about it on a primal level, right? Think about when we're younger guys. I know this sounds creepy. Little boys have wet dreams. Okay. Little girls do not, unless I miss out on something major. Okay. In which case, please inform me. That is what they do. They like go on the hunt, right? They, they're going to look at you and they're going to see your tits and your ass and they're going to objectify you. Sorry. Sorry to make you shook on this Tuesday morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. With this breaking news, wake up call. Men are going to try to get with you. They're going to objectify you. It is like a chip in their brain. Okay. Since conception. Sorry, we're doing the sex ed thing today that they cannot help. I mean, even if you are a woke person listening to the show, you're already having a seizure because woke people hate biology. But even like, think of the line in Bridesmaids, right? Where she jokes, she's like, she has a teenage son. And she's like, I cracked his blanket in half, in half, you know, like from the jizz. Yeah, they would never make that joke about a teenage girl. So, you know, any woke person is going to be like, no, teen girls are just as sexual. Sure. Yes, of course. Like, as a teen girl, right? Like getting aroused and like that first kiss and that whole thing. But it's the running joke, especially teenage boys. Like they would literally have sex with a bush. I'm not even using a pun, like an actual bush. It is all teenage boys think about sex 24 seven. Women, we're just not fundamentally built that way. Now let's like take it to the red carpet, for example, right? Like my world I've seen and been on so many red carpets. And you know what else I have seen? You know what I've seen on there? I've seen so many females, even woke ones, right? Who like claim all of this shit that's like men and women are the exact same. In fact, there is no difference between them and we are all the same. Like they will be out there dressed literally in pasties sometimes, like the most sexual, like pasties and a thong and some like sheer thing on top of it. Meanwhile, dudes are in a tux. I don't see them twerking in thongs on the red carpet, right? To be sexual. Why? Why is that? Is it because it's just this construct that the patriarchy created where women need to like look all sexual and men not? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe it's just the way we are. Oh, do you ever think of that? You know, like the way that we look at ourselves and the world, you know, women on some level, we want to feel sexy. We know we're going to be looked at a certain way and want to present ourselves a certain way. Hence the occasional pasties or the thong, whatever it may be. Men, if we saw them like that on a carpet, like we find their tux sexy. We like that. They're not over here in a thong. We would literally be throwing up on ourselves and on them. Like, no, dude, I liked the tux. I liked your ass view in the talks, right? We know that they're going to look at us and like be visual and look at us in that way. Us, yes, but it's not quite the same. Now, now I know this. 
And I'm a strong ass bitch. Okay. I'm the first person. I don't take crap from anybody, especially not men. I'm the first person to put a guy in his place. If I'm getting unwanted attention, I'm the first person to be like, get back to the circus convention, bozo. I want nothing to do with you. And on the way, make me a sandwich. Okay. But now we're in this climate of, like I said, this reconciliation. And it's like, no, no, you can't. You can't be that. You can't be that. You can't fundamentally have the things that make your brains, albeit little pea brains, boys. Sorry, ours are just bigger and cooler. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. That make your brains tick. Okay. I mean, really think about this now. I know that we are in this age of me too. And you know that I have supported it. Okay. As an entertainment journalist, I've talked to celebrities about it. I've talked to R. Kelly survivors about it. But the problem is now we think that every little, every little glance, every look, every come on is automatically sexual assault, right? You know, the saying, the society, chill. It has zero. It has zero chill, zero of it. Which is why people, what, almost 20 something years after the show premiered, have gone after and mocked the iconic series Entourage, right? Because people say it portrays men being bet, men, you know, boys will be boys, objectifying girls, being misogynistic, just being simply on the hunt, right? Using their celebrity status to do this. And let me tell you, too. Let me tell you, was the show a little misogynistic? Sure. Would I change it? Would I make it go away? Would I cancel it? Hell no. Absolutely not. Okay? No. Let me tell you a little bit about my journey with Entourage. So I was living in New York City and I started binging it hard before I moved to LA. And it got me really psyched to move there. Because I really got to see the, sh- the, the town through the eyes of a celebrity. Now, for those of you who don't know, which get your life right and tight, go binge it now. I don't even mind if you have to pause this. Go ahead. We will pick up later. Okay? No harm, no foul. So the show, the executive producer is Mark Wahlberg, and it's kind of based on his rise to fame in Hollywood and his clique, his boys, his entourage around him, right? And his, and his rise to fame and getting the recognition and the girls and the crazy ass agent played by Jeremy Piven brilliantly. He is my savage king, okay? There was something so like raw about it. Cause it showed you how dudes really talk, especially in Hollywood, what goes on behind the scenes. Now me, I'm kind of like, you know, wide-eyed, naive little Taylor about to go out to Hollywood, you know, had never lived there. I'm a new England gal. So I was like, what, what is going on here? And I watched it kind of to get in the mind of a celebrity. If I was ever a little nervous about talking to celebs, the show kind of put me at ease. Cause I was like, oh, okay. This is really what they think. Like they're just relaxed or they're whatever about it or to them it's a job or to them they don't really care, you know? And it also got me so hyped. It got me so excited to go there. No joke, no joke, right? But now you have people trying to frame it as this like frat party on steroids. Again, however many years later, okay? You have HBO giving it the cold shoulder, which we know because the creator, his name is Doug Ellen, has put them on blasty blast. And I love a blast off moment. 
because you know, I am the first person to call out the establishment or big tech or an, a traditional media outlet. Like, go ahead, guys. Missiles aligned, right? So I loved the show and so many people love the show. And beyond just them getting girls, sure, that's a part of it. But it's really about like it's these guys from like Queens, you know, and they are just ride or dies. Like through all the Hollywood crap, through all the superficial shit, they just have each other's backs, right? And like I said, there is that layer of savagery that you just like cannot replicate. Now, Jeremy Piven's character, Ari Gold, is based off a real Hollywood agent, Ari Emanuel, okay? And it is like, he just says the most savage stuff that literally just like takes you out of your body because you're like, how could somebody be that cutthroat? I am living for it. You're fired. And in case your ears are fucked, get the fuck out. And the next person I see juggling, tap dancing, or baton twirling, or doing any other circus-like tricks will join him, all right? One strike policy applies. Now get back to work. God damn, that felt good. (laughs) I am living for it. Like, I understand. I understand the world of Jesus because I left my body and I just came back. It is that amazing, right? And yet, you know, people can't handle it today. They can't handle it today. And are we surprised? I mean, are we surprised, right? And that was something that was like so like pure about it. It's like, this is how dudes really talked. And again, it's like, we aren't allowing that today. And that's where it's like, as a woman, it's fun. Like I know so many women who are huge fans of the shows because we don't think like guys. So it's kind of a fun adventure to get in their brains and see how they really think. Cause we don't think the same. That's the reality. And let me just say too, okay. I would never excuse shitty behavior from dudes. Dudes, if you're listening, knock, knock. Okay. Mrs. Rogers is here, but like the savage kind, if you're giving unwanted advances, no means no bitch. Okay, I'm never going to excuse shitty frat boy broy behavior. I'm not. But there is something about dudes being dudes that I love about this show, that primal thing, right? I mean, can we appreciate guys being guys at all? Or these days, no, we're not allowed. We're not allowed again, because it's so extreme that a guy being a guy suddenly means that he is going to assault you. Uh, Extremes. So here's what's happening. Here's what's popping. Okay. Recently, Yahoo interviewed the entourage creator. And here's a little bit about what he said about how psycho overly PC that we become. He said, I resent it tremendously. Wave of righteous PC culture. Nobody says that about the Sopranos where they murder people that maybe we should readdress whether murdering people on TV is okay, right? Because like I said, people have gone off after Entourage in recent years, okay? Uptight people. I don't want to sound obnoxious or that I'm looking at Entourage as high art, but it was a pretty accurate portrayal of how people acted at that time in Hollywood. I think there's an overcorrection that has happened. And hopefully we'll get to a place. This is where I'm deviating, but this is where he's fair about it, right? He's fair. And he's like, look, there are inequalities in Hollywood in the workplace. I understand that. But I think that this like over sensitive correction is dangerous, right? That's what he says. He says there's equality. There's room for equality for everybody, but also room for people to create their art and not be judged so 
harshly. Okay. And in this wave of the overcorrection, he even talks about how HBO's like giving him the cold shoulder. Like they'll promote their other shows on their homepage and entourage will be like in the dungeon. I don't know, somewhere like wherever Jeffrey Epstein is. Okay. And then it says, he says that he pitched another show with HBO with Ed Burns and even a Soprano star seeing as how they jerk off to the Sopranos every day and they won't take it. Right. So this guy's bitter. This guy's bitter. Cause at the time entourage was huge. It won six Emmys, a golden globe. All right. It was huge. And now even HBO has gone woke. And like I said, in my Marvel app, woke makes you go broke people. Okay. And so I am like pumped to hear him say this. I'm like, don't cave, Mr. Mr. Doug, don't do it. You know, between the portrayal of like being immersed in like that glamour larger than life Hollywood and bros being brochure. Iconic. Iconic. Don't cave. Don't you dare. Okay. Don't you dare. He even says. When I sold Entourage, I wanted to write a show where young men speak the way young men actually speak. I don't see that on TV, right? Even at the time, even at the time, it's like a forbidden thing. And yes, now I know, look, there's been correction in certain ways, right? I think it's important that men aren't abusing their power. They're not taking advantage. Like they're put in their place a little bit. Bravo. Yes, that I am here for. But on some fundamental level, again, something that this show captured is kind of like guys being who they are, being who they are. Now, the woke, they don't like. So what have you here? (laughs) What have we here? Okay. I'm going to read for you an example of a critic. Okay. This was from another woke, like female centric, anything a guy breed says does is awful. R29, Refinery29, who I've told you I've written for before, but they are like in that camp where like, if you so much as cross a dude, you will dissipate into thin air. And it's like, cause they are just so evil. And it's like, how do you think you got here? Number one, before I get ahead of myself, putting the car before the horse, cause I'm pumped about this. Here's what this person says, this girl, she says, and this article is called, it says entourage, Harvey Weinstein, toxic Hollywood bro culture. It's from 2017. And it says, this is a headline. I watched 11 hours of entourage. And this is what it taught me about Harvey Weinstein, which like what already, what I just threw my pen. I'm sorry. It's showing guys like trying to hit on girls and which by the way, most of the time the girls are like, are like literally have them eat shit. They're like, fuck off bozo. Okay. Harvey, how did Harvey Weinstein come into the picture? I'm sorry. Okay. So here, wow. I just like threw my mic. Okay. So here's, (laughs) here's what she says. Most women on this show are objectified to the point of absurdity. They are ogled, demeaned, talked down to, and generally reduced to the status of sex dolls that happen to walk and talk. Okay. The assumption that any one of these women is ready and willing at all times, just waiting for these guys to notice them, is perhaps the most grueling aspect. Jesus Christ. Sadly, this is, guys, guys, hold on to your seats. Sadly, being a bro isn't against the law. 
misogyny and objectification, while shitty behavior that should be curbed and corrected, doesn't rise to the level of alleged sexual assault, as in the case of Weinstein. A comedy built almost entirely on the objectification and deriding of women doesn't land the way it once did. And thank God for that. First of all, this is like literally the biggest stretch since Gumby. Are you serious? Are you serious? Uh, This lady is acting like the show is The Handmaid's Tale where they are literally sex slaves, which I'm going to get to that in a second. This is so untrue. This is so exaggerated. And it's like, okay, this is like the time when I read in Bustle, this is like coming from the people who literally said in an article that in a movie, they saw a guy buying a girl a drink and that was oppressive. Oh my God. This is so far from reality. It's not even funny. And I'm going to have the shows back and say that I actually appreciate the fact that these, there are so many women in different positions of power, whether it be like a girl at a party. Yes. Some of them are like, he, he, I'll sleep with you. You're hot and famous. Listen, if I had a chance to bone Max Minghella from the handmaid's tale, which I kind of almost did once in my dreams, I'm going to tell you that story in a second. I would, it doesn't make me a dumb bimbo. Hello. Girls like to have sex too. Oh, good morning. Yet again. I know news break over here. What do you know? Right. Shocking information. Okay. But there were also so many women in the show, whether it be like other agents, like women execs at Warner Brothers or studios, they would go head to head and toe to toe with these men and literally make them feel like a piece of dirt, weren't having their crap. And so things like this just completely override that, undervalue that. And he even says this guy who created the show, he says uh, how rare it was to see a woman at that time, this is 2004 when it premiered, okay, who could stand up and look a man in the face, do the things that they were doing. I feel very proud of that. The execs at HBO who were female executives were also very proud of that. And I see why. Because while the men are super savage, the women like bring the heat. And I have been, like I said, I have been a red carpet reporter on the sidelines as Me Too unfolded. I saw celebrities telling their stories. I saw victims of celebrities telling their stories. I've been such an advocate for that. And I think that it's done a lot, like I said, to help women, to protect them from bad men. Like there are bad women, just like there are bad men, okay? But like I said, now we are in this suite where every single guy is automatically Harvey Weinstein. And it's like, are are you serious? Take a step back, sister, and just think. And it also makes me wonder, like, what is this male bashing getting accomplished? Like, I'm, I'm literally thinking down to the people and the women who write these articles. Is it helping you, like, feel better? Because we need men. On a scientific Bill Nye, the science guy level, we need them to continue the human race, number one, okay? But also, like, if you're a straight woman, again, to love and to cuddle at night and to have life fulfillment and babies or whatever it is you want to have. So it's like, what keeps you warm at night? I'm just wondering because it's like, are you finding a guy that believes all this heebie-jeebie too? In which case, like, do you share the same thongs and underwear? Like, I'm sorry. It's just so crazy. It's just so crazy. Like, how is it helping? 
And this is what makes me want to get to kind of the bigger picture, right? Of this overcorrection. It's like, we're trying to erase men, but, and I, and I feel like people who are listening to this are going to be like, why are you coddling them? But like, I'm not, I'm not coddling the men. All right. They have their issues too. Like I said, not all of them are perfect, but they also are getting completely shit on to the point when our society, what's happening. It's like all men, bad, all men, bad. And further all white men, bad. It's like this retaliation and it's happening across the board, not just with men. It's happening with race, right? It's happening in the workplace. It's happening with body image, right? All of these extremes that it's like, you gotta go. And it's like, hold on, wait, what, what? Half the time, like, what the hell did I do? Let's take, for example, this, this, you know, it's, it, it scares me because it's like, not only are we trying to erase men, but it's like this thought control. It's like, don't think how you think, sir. Think like this, like erase that primal thing in you that I opened the show with. Can't think like that. Right. It would be like telling women don't your instinct to be so nurturing. Don't do that. Don't do that. And it's like, oh, well, fuck me. Okay. I guess I'll just rewire my brain then. You know what I mean? And let me reiterate a guy treating you like a sex object is cool with your consent in the bedroom. Okay. But we're, why are we out here trying to punch every guy in the face merely for naturally thinking how they think? So let's, let's talk about this for a second. You guys know the Ben Affleck, Matthew Perry thing that has rocked the internet respectively, these two situations. Okay. So what happened in both of these cases, again, where it's like trying to put men on blast and correct them. Right. So in both of these cases, this like hot Instagram influencer, TikTok influencer, whatever, I don't care, put up a video of Ben Affleck after they matched on Raya, which is like a celebrity Hollywood dating app that you have to apply for and stuff. I guess she matched with Ben Affleck. And then he put sent her a video that was like so-and-so Amanda. I don't know whatever her name is. Let's call her Amanda. Amanda, why did you like block me or why didn't you follow me? Whatever. And here this girl is saying, like, it's not putting it on the internet. Like, how dare you? Was it creepy of him? Sure. Sure. Again, a little chill would help you, Ben. But part of me is like, this is is nothing private anymore. And the part that bugs me even more is the point she was trying to make. She's like, you know, we have to show that these old men are being creepy with young women and it's not okay. And it's like, girl. You just baited him into doing it. How dare you? Like this bait and switch again of like trying to almost prove a point. Matthew Perry, same thing. Matthew Perry matched. He's like 52 in his fifties. And he matched with a 19 year old girl yet again, this like hot Instagram, uh, sorry, this hot TikTok girl. Okay. I have like Tourette's when it comes to these social platforms. Cause I'm like, I don't care. Not a Gen Z and proud of it, honey. So he matches with this girl and this girl does the same thing after seeing the girl who put Ben Affleck on blast, she does the same thing. And she's like, you know, I told him I was 19 and that he was older than my dad. And he kept like, you know, kind of, he wasn't creepy or wasn't sexually inappropriate, but kind of kept talking to me. And I have to tell people like, it's not okay for these old men to be creepy. And it's like, oh, okay. But how about it's not okay for you to lure him in and keep having the conversation. You could have signed out and said, bye guy at any moment. And you did it. 
only to put him on blast like this. It is such a shitty message. And again, like, are these guys being creepy? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's hard dating. I know I shit on celebs a lot. I'm sure it's hard dating as a celeb. And part of me is like, why you got to put them on blast like that? It's so uncool. How do you expect them to date everyone, anyone ever? And I know you're thinking maybe you're like, Taylor, how could you like defend these old creepy men? Like just for the sake of it. And it's like, well, shit, have a little bit of understanding. They're out here trying. Pimpin' ain't easy, you know? Oh my God. Sidebar. I heard that Jay-Z like recently said he was sorry for um, Big Pimpin', his song, which like, stop. Again, this, it goes into this like entire thing, you know? And again, it's like, we, it's okay to make progress guys. It's okay that a show or a song in the early two thousands wouldn't necessarily fly today, but you don't have to be over here confessing your sins. Like you're in a church enough. So that whole thing I can't do like putting these guys on blast. It's so not okay. And let me just say as a gal who's rubbed shoulders with a lot of, a lot of celebrities, wish I rubbed other things with them, maybe no, but I remember I'm going to bring back to Max Minghella, the hottie from the handmaid's tale. Okay. Like these bitches, I don't know. It's like this Matthew Perry, not so much. Sorry. Sorry, guy. But like Ben Affleck, it's like this, this rich, good looking older guy, like has your attention. And part of me thinks with these girls, it's like, look, this hot, this like really cool celebrity just, it's like, we get it. You're hot. You know, there were times when like, I'm going to be honest, if a guy's giving me, if a guy, like there's this thing in Hollywood too. And I, I think it portrayed this in Entourage as well, where it's like, people are so superficial there that you're trying to have a conversation with them, especially the bros. And they're like looking elsewhere. They're looking across the room and it would drive me nuts, especially because I am a new England gal. And I'm like, right to the point. And I'm like, hi guy. Hi. And I would get pissed. I'd be like, you should be so lucky. I'm giving you my attention. No offense, bro. Like get your priorities straight. Okay. And then go make out with your broy frat boy in a minute. Like once I walk away from your ass and you can watch my dust, like don't get it twisted. You're lucky I'm giving you my attention. But there were those times when I was like, the things I would do, the things I would do. And one of them is with Max Minghella from Handmaid's Tale. Like he is just sexy. Okay. He is. And he's British. Like he's got it going on. And I met him on a carpet and we are like hitting it off. Okay. And I know there are other female reporters who have had this happen. We're like, oh my God, like we're digging the vibe. And then at the end, they're like, okay, nice seeing you. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. And I'm like, oh, I hate my life. We were like, and I'm talking to him about his sex scene with Elizabeth Moss. And he's like laughing and he's kind of flirting with me yet again. Okay. This is like, I swear I don't only talk to celebrities about sex. Okay. Cause I said this in my last uh, episode about Marvel when I asked Gal Gadot about her steamy romance with Chris Pine and Wonder Woman. But I did the same kind of thing with Max Minghella. Cause I was like, your sex scenes with Elizabeth Moss, like they sent me, they send me to another dimension. And is it going to be turned up? yet again. And he's like, no, no, like this coy little, like whatever. And I'm like, kind of flirting with him. I'm like, you're a terrible liar. And we're like flirting back and forth. And then I forget what it said, but I was said something at the end and he called me babe. He called me babe. He was like, this is the most fun interview I ever had. Thank you, babe. I played that recording. I was literally planning our wedding. I was like, okay, So here are the bridesmaids. The color of the dress is going to be black. Like my soul. Let's fucking do this. Meanwhile, I had never seen the guy since. So my point is, okay. I like literally had this whirlwind moment in my head and I was like, I'm in Hollywood. I could bump into him again. 
Like just maybe, just maybe see, and girls try to get guys too. Maybe not as prevalent. Maybe it's not on the forefront as are on our minds all the time, but we try to. Okay. So my point of this being is like with these girls putting these celeb guys on blast, it's like, listen, we get it. You're hot. You're hip. These cool, like older celebs are giving you attention, but listen, honey, one day the tables might be turned. All right. And you'll be, and someone will be putting you on blast or not, but either way, like what if you were trying to get this attention of a, a celeb guy? They were blowing you off like a little compassion peeps, even for the creepy dudes. Okay. So even like when you look at the media now, when you look at like, speaking of Handmaid's Tales, this retaliation against men that I'm talking about now, this is nowhere near entourage because the women are literal sex slaves calling refinery 29. Okay. There's a difference between a bro hitting on you when he's out with his entourage in Hollywood versus being a sex slave in the handmaid's tale. But regardless this retaliation, cause it's this messaging of like, men are so bad, men are so bad. And it's also like, oh my God, are we all going to be single forever? Our generation, our generation, it's tragic. Okay. It's like on some level. Okay. There's a difference between getting good, positive attention from men and being a sex slave. And I almost feel like if we're castrating these dudes at every turn, eventually, if they're not already going to be like, what the F? I don't even know how to navigate right now. And it's kind of hypocritical. It's like women want it always because they complain about men. I've done it, admittedly. Like I've complained about how men have become pussies and they've become soft. And I wish that they would be just like more like take charge up front, like, babe, meet me, you know, be ready at seven coming to get you. And it's going to be a wild ride. Like, boom, done. You know, now it's like, they got their tail between their legs and we complain about that a lot, but it's like, what do you expect? What do, they're petrified if their eyes so happen to align with yours from across the room. So what do you expect? It's like, we can't have it always. And that is where it's like, I kind of feel bad for them because it's like, we got them on the hot seat all the time. That's what's happening. This overcorrection, all men bad. And again, the thought control that I don't like, which is like, sorry, guys, you can't fundamentally think the way that you think you have to like erase it and be an inanimate prude object, right? Like a tree have no sexual feelings whatsoever, which is why they are painting entourage as like the devil's work now. And further, further, all white men are bad. Listen to this quote from Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel. Okay. Cause I, I just did my Marvel app last week from the new slate of the new movies coming out. Okay. This guy has the audacity to say this about WandaVision, which is a Marvel series and why Dr. Strange didn't appear at the end of the series. He says, some people might say, oh, it would have been so cool to see Dr. Strange, but it would have taken away from Wanda. We didn't want the end of the show to be commoditized, to go to the next movie. Here's the white guy. Let me show you how power works. And it's like, dude, you are a white guy. You are a white guy. You literally look idiotic. Like you are a white guy. And he's like, we don't want this white guy to come sweeping in here, you know, in the end of the movie. And it's like, you are one. Hi. It's called a mirror. Look in it. I was having a conversation with an ex-boyfriend recently. And he said to me, he was like, yeah, like old white men are the worst. And I'm like, 
you realize you're going to be one. Your dad is one, your uncle, your grandpa. Like this is the point where it's just idiotic, idiotic, trying to even like them going in on their own. My ex, Kevin Feige. It's like, you guys have zero, zero brains. Okay. Are you literally trying to make your own extinct? My God, like you are so brainwashed by like this woke propaganda that you're like, yeah, we are like the worst. Like what, in what world, in what world? So I just don't think that it's healthy because again, is where is all this going? Right. The erasure of men, us trying to, even in that, this is what really concerned me in that refinery 29 article. She literally says their behavior needs to be curbed and corrected, corrected. That scares me because it's like, do you want them to be robots? Do you want them? Guys would have sex with a watermelon if they could, or a pie. Have you seen American pie? Okay. Case in point. Sorry. It's the truth. They are just sexual beings. It doesn't excuse bad behavior, but they are. Okay. And if like, what is this like erasing or punishing them or making them repent? Is that helping our relationship with them as women? Is it helping them like feel better about themselves? Is it making them like want to treat women with more respect being like, okay, guys, you suck the way you are go die and eat shit or vice versa. It's like, what is that? What exactly is that accomplishing? Right? So I want to end this by really praising the people like this creator, like the show creator who don't back down, who don't back down to the mob. Right. And even him, I'm like, is he going a little soft? Cause I love what he said, but he's, so they're talking about potentially doing a reboot. Right. And he says, of course, it's going to be written in a slightly kinder, gentler way. Cause that's the world we live in. And he says, it's not going to be all about men just trying to get with girls. I don't think the original was like I said, but nonetheless, he's like, that's just not where I'm at these days. Um, you know, if, you know, if we did reboot the show, I would, uh, it's not that I would make it more PC. I would write it to the best of my abilities to reflect the world right now. And it's like, if you're like Taylor, why are you such a savage? It's like, yes, I understand. We're in a more like compassionate, um, understanding world. And that's great. Right. But it's also like, I don't even want this guy going soft. And I feel like I talk about it a lot, but we hear this verbiage a lot, like the reality of the world right now. And it's like, you know what? Sorry. I said this in my newsletter last week, for those of you who had the pleasure of reading that little bit, maybe we need a little savagery, right? I love, and I can so appreciate people, whether I agree with them or not on both sides, on any sides who don't back down to the mob, no matter what. Bill Maher. I've been become obsessed with Bill Maher. I don't agree with everything he says all the time, but I can appreciate the fact that he makes fun of his own people, that he goes in, right? No apologies. I can appreciate that. There are even times when he makes jokes that are off color and I can like feel the tension in the audience. And they're like, bruh, I just had a woke stroke. Like I, you can tell, but he doesn't back down. You know, another one say on the totally other side, Candace Owens, she doesn't, again, don't always agree with her, especially when it comes to this stuff. Cause I noticed she'll sometimes like put the onus on women and be like, well, guys aren't, aren't, you know, you're not getting married and guys aren't paying attention to you. Well, like maybe you should put an apron on and be Susie homemaker and present yourself like a nice lady. And then like, all that I'm like, girl, no. Cause she like puts it on the fault of women for not getting good 
attention from guys. And that's where it's like, sometimes no, sometimes yes. Like if you love a toxic bro girl, then that's on you. (laughs) Like, go ahead, have a good time. But I don't, my point is I don't always agree with both of these people, but they do not back down to the woke mob ever. And that is what we need. Right. And I would even say this to this entourage creator, like, bro, don't be going soft. Check out this. This are a couple YouTube comments on the interview that he did with Yahoo that I'm talking about. Love the show. Still watch it all the time. Uh, Ari's gold spinoff would be great. Right. This one girl says you take the show for what it is. Uh, and she makes a good point because the films, the film, the entourage film didn't do too well. And she said the film was too tame. That's why it didn't work. Right. Nothing else. Someone else, this is like, sums it up. Perfect. Entourage was great because of the non PC jokes and the chemistry between the characters. Today's shows have forced diversity with no chemistry and are hyper woke unwatchable. Bam. That is exactly how I feel. The woke, while they're a small group, they're so loud. And these companies and entities are caving and pandering to every single thing they say. So part of me is like, you know what? Beat them at their own game. Be savage. It's like the only way maybe to cut through with a message or be authentic and real and funny is to literally be that savage to counter their relentless, loud, obnoxious savagery. You know what I mean? And Doug, Dougie boy, if you're listening to this, and if you do do a reboot, don't go soft. Yes, I know we're in a, it's a small world after all, ring around the rosy, la la land world these days. (laughs) Sorry if that sounds hardcore, but not sorry. We are tired of everybody pussyfooting around everyone and everything all the time, right? Bring back the savagery. I, if it is not the Ari gold cutthroat level of savagery in my life, I'm not interested. I don't want it. I don't want it. So when it comes to all of this, whether it be the innate nature of men sticking up to the woke mob and creating what you want to create and not caving to their obscene madness. Just stick with it. Stay savage. Okay. And quit trying to make people something that they are not. And if that's too savage for you on this Tuesday, too bad.